So as each of us settles, feel, feel the feel the field, F-I-E-L-D, field of stillness that's here that we're settling into. Something that pre-exists the shuffling, the releasing, the relaxing, all of the things that we do internally, what pre-exists that? There's a field of stillness. Field isn't the right word because a field has parameters. This is without distance or time. And if you just get a sense of that, you'll see how close awakening is. If you just get a sense of it, what maintains the distance between what is already conscious this field of stillness and our unconsciousness is our resistance. Is our resistance to that field of stillness. It scares us. And we hear words like void. And we say that's something to, listen carefully, avoid. against the void. And yet the access point is simply releasing. Is It's a form of relaxation. Also psychically releasing. But in order to maintain the world as we have known it to be and ourselves within it, we need that resistance. I'm just laying out laying out the groundwork here. So the path of practice is really the path of releasing, relaxing, and relinquishing the resistance that we hold towards that field. That's it. We're going nowhere. To me, when that was realized, that was tremendously exciting because it was the end of searching. It was the end of aimlessly wandering, according to teacher's words and what I was making those words out to be in terms of my own progress forward. And all of the teachings of of numbers, the four is this, the five that, the sevens of this and that. I don't have enough calm, I need more this. All of that just added more tension that kept me more distant from the stillness that is. Now this is not theoretical. This isn't something I read. I would have no right being up here 
if it was just a literary understanding. It's because we know it that we can direct you towards it. If you want to go, you'll find that even in the simple instruction to relax, which is the opposite of resistance, there's really nothing one needs to do to relax except release the resistance. So it's not even an instruction. It's a relinquishment. You'll find that if you take on that particular instruction with depth, you'll run into obstacles where your relaxation will naturally halt. Stop. And if you look at that point in which we stop willfully, you'll find that there's something, some boundary that you feel you need, we each feel we need, in order to maintain ourselves. And so we rest upon that boundary for fear of losing something that we think is extraordinarily important to us, usually some sense of our self-identification or self-assumption or something about the world and the order of the world that we need in order to maintain our control. Fair enough. Again, from last night's instructions or introduction, we're not going to push you beyond your own need for those limitations. But we're going to talk about what's on the other side, hopefully to stir you sufficiently so that you're willing to go on the exploration. You can come back. The boundary will still be there. <laughs> Damn, that was scary. <laughs> it's, we're not ill intent. None of us want to point you to where you're in ruin. Okay, we're not going to do that. But the level of resistance that we have towards seeing ourselves in different in a different light can be extraordinarily powerful. It's called the shadow. Right? And a lot can erupt. So again, but you but there's an inward sensing of when the time is right and ripe for each of us. And to play with those boundaries a little bit, to make them permeable rather than fixed. That's all. The willingness to reach beyond what we have known. I mean, what do we think Dharma is? An exploration of just what we know? Well, that would leave you just the way you are. This is a revolutionary change in perception. And to encourage that, inwardly, you have to be willing to explore outside the reach of your own understanding. So what we will gently do is to encourage that reach. But not with harsh words that have you standing on your head, spinning around. Words like relaxation, which are friendly which are receptive words, words that receive you, 
which invite not more of the same, not more resistance, or another enamored sense of you on top of what's already there, but a simplified version of yourself. Each of us without that layer of resistance. That's a simplified version. (laughs) Doesn't this make sense? It's like when you see it and you hear it, this makes sense. (laughs) I read the Buddha's literature and it may have made sense when he said it, but it doesn't sometimes make sense to me because it's said in a way that I feel deficient of what is being said and I feel like I have to go out and do something in order to add something to myself in order to meet the requirements towards moving forward in the next step. And I did that for years. And it gets tiring because you're never complete. Your mind will never say, oh, I've reached it. Perfect what? Perfect You fill in the blank. Equanimity. Calm, quiet. (laughs) So we go the other way. We don't go the other way because I can't do it the right way. We go the other way because that's the right way. (laughs) I make jokes for myself to laugh at. It's so close. It's so close. It's so accessible, people. It's so... It's so quiet. so approachable. Do you want it? So why do we sit, you see, except to affirm that stillness, that field? Can't you sense it? See, when someone starts speaking about it, everyone's mind starts moving towards that. Instead of rebuilding myself, would move towards the stillness of the raised building, R-A-Z-E-D. that which needs no protection, 
that which needs no resistance. Where do we think freedom lies if it isn't on the other side of resistance? And the world lights up. The universe lights up. Because it's been resolved. Relaxation. Ease. Ease. The instructions have always intoned it. Ease of well-being. You sense it. Now let us spend the week approaching it at our own discretion, in our own time. And wherever you're willing to move, we're willing to encourage that movement, to show you that it's safe. To entice you forward, even from there, if you wish to go. This is why we have the prerequisites for this course. Because you've already had sustained practice in enriching your practice sufficiently so it's steady So you have a base on which to explore, from which to explore. A steady consciousness. That's essential. And the security of knowing your coordinates, where you are located on this earth, your body's reference to the earth. We need that because, as I mentioned, the exploration can be, not always and usually not, but sometimes it can get scary. And if you have the body to come back to, to plant yourself within, to assure yourself of the coordinates of the earth, where you are located, the Buddha touching the ground, then we have all we need.
So I will offer just about 10 or 15 minutes of a guided exploration towards what I just spoke about. If you wish to come with these words, fine. If you wish to stay with your practice that you're most comfortable with, that's fine as well. This is your retreat. You guide it. Okay. First, acknowledging your location. Where are you on this earth? Are you where your mind takes you? Is that your proper orientation, your proper place? Is there a richer and deeper sense of connection See if you can locate it. Let us focus on the thread of the breath as it directs us into the body and the touch of the body on the earth. and the clamoring of thought that attempts to dissuade that connection, to take you out of it, to take you away from it. Where is your confidence? With the thought or with that thread?
Now we're going to move forward in our exploration. Getting a sense of the body as the body, the breath as the breath. But now let's move from the naming of the body as the body, my body, my arm, my leg, and the naming of the breath as the breath, in-breath, out-breath, long-breath, short-breath, to the sensations that guide that name so that it's the sensations of the body, the sensations of the breath, that is our locator. No longer the word, body, arm, leg, lungs, in-breath, out-breath. Just a field of sensation. And let the wording that wants to coat those sensations as a this or a that, just release them. Release the need for you to have to know what the sensations represent. It's very easy. It's not hard. You don't have to forget that you have a hand. You just have to be willing to release the hand into the sensation and not keep coding those sensations with the word called hand. And you might notice a deeper level of relaxation that accompanies this sensation than the word provided that covered those sensations. In other words, When we release the word, we relax more. And you can feel the tension the word holds sometimes. There's an actual tension to keep saying something about something, to represent it to be a certain way. And when we're talking about awakening, this is the direction, the subtlety it takes. Day one, first meditation period. And you have the ability to do that because it's interesting to some of us. You see, the interest holds 
the attention. Not your worth ethic. If you're interested, you will attend. It's just that the competing thoughts take us away from that interest. So we're going to go a step further. Even focusing on sensation is a subtle formation of word. When you land, this is sensation. This isn't my arm. Underneath the word arm is sensation. Now release calling sensation anything. And notice how it will open up beyond sensation. Because you're no longer fixed upon solely that aspect of experience. When it opens up, it doesn't open up into thought. It opens up into wonder. W-O-N-D-E-R. Wonder. As in wonderful. And now you see the natural reach of the mind when it is no longer caught and captivated by word. And again, it's a new form of release, of relaxation, a deeper expression of what is there below the surface.
Now I'm going to be quiet and you can play at whatever level you feel most drawn toward. You can stay with body and breath. You can stay with sensation below the word body. Or you can open the whole thing up beyond sensation. Where sensation is still present within this field of awareness but no longer holds the attention to that specific word.
a poem by Linda Pasten called Imaginary Conversation. You tell me to live each day as if it were my last. This is in the kitchen where, before coffee, I complained of the day ahead, the obstacle race of minutes and hours, grocery stores and doctors. But why the last, I ask? Why not live each moment as if it were the first? All raw astonishment. Eve rubbing her eyes awake that first morning, the sun coming up like an injuwu in the east. You grind the coffee with the small roar of a mind trying to clear itself. I set the table, glance out the window where dew has baptized every living surface. Why not live life as if it were the first? Tensionless living, tensionless practice, tensionless practice. If our practice creates more tension, we have to ask whether that's the end of suffering or adding more suffering. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.